all of us are scared of something. And now for Scared of What? Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And today I'm going to be studying from the book of Revelations, chapter 21, the eighth verse. And I actually preached from this not too long ago. And that verse reads, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I preached from this verse when I was in Iceland, and I preached from the subject of hell no, that I didn't want to go to hell. We had a discussion in our men's meeting, the last men's meeting, and someone asked, you know, what was our opinion of what happened after death? And it was an interesting discussion. Normally, we don't discuss spiritual things. We like to stick to practical because with a lot of spiritual stuff, you get way off on the deep end and you don't get anything solved. You spend a whole lot of time just yakking, but you don't really get anything figured. I just told him, to be honest, I'm not exactly sure what or when. Only thing the Bible said about heaven is going to be no marriage in heaven. I know that, so I won't get married in heaven. But other than that, I don't know what's all on the other side. The only thing I know is I want to go to heaven and I don't want to go to hell. That I'm absolutely certain of. I don't know when I'm going to get there. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know what's there. What I do know is I want to go there. But it's a lot of stuff that's mysterious that's not really explained. But hell, we do know, is not a place that you want to go. When I preached that sermon, there was a part of this that just stuck with me. And it kind of clawed at me. And I was trying to figure this thing out. And the thing I was trying to figure out, the thing that stuck with me here in Revelation, there are eight types of people listed. And it said these type of folk not going to heaven. These type of folk are going to hell. They're going to be in the fire and in the brimstone. But as I looked at this thing, I said, yeah, it named these eight kind of folk. And I really can understand all of the eight except one. I said, I'm a little unclear on that. And the one that I couldn't understand is the first one, the fearful. Out of all these eight categories, now I could see the unbelieving without question. They ought to go to hell. The Bible says that if you don't believe in Jesus, you're heading straight there. I could see the abominable. And I'm not even sure what all abominable, you know, we know the abominable snowman. But abominable means stuff that's just detestable, that's just bad. So I could understand abominable folk going to hell. Murderers. I can understand murderers absolutely going to hell. Whoremongers. And you got to understand even what, does that mean playboys and loose women? What all does whoremonger mean? But I, but I can even understand whoremongers going to hell. Sorcerers. That's witches and warlocks. And, and I can understand people is into all kind of dark magic. and I can understand that. Idolaters. That's folk who worship in idols and idols. I, I can understand that. And liars. See, all liars going to hell. I can understand liars. 
But the first one is the fearful. And I was saying to myself, I just can't quite wrap my head around the fearful going to hell because there's so many folk scared. There are a lot of fearful folk about a lot of fearful things. And the title of today's message is based in dealing with that first one. Out of those eight categories, that first category that here Revelation names as number one as the first of the folk going to hell, the fearful. So I ask you today in the title, scared of what? The fearful. First group is headed to hell. Scared of what? Now, there's a lot in this earth to be scared of. You know, some people are scared of spiders. And I've got to admit, I'm not overly terrified of spiders, but I've seen some spiders that I don't want to fool with. I've seen some big old hairy spiders that if I saw that spider on the seat of my car, I would have an issue. I'm not overly scared of nature, but there's some stuff in nature that's just, Mother Nature is rough. Snakes. There's almost an inherent fear in humans of snakes. Folk just scared of snakes. It could be a little green garden snake. Folk just, they see a snake, they just scared of snakes. I don't care what kind, poisonous, non-poisonous. There are snakes in the lake in our backyard, and I swim in the lakes. So I'm not overly scared of snakes. And people, you swim in there with the snake, snake not going to bother me. If it's a snake in a modern city, the snake has learned to stay away from man. All the snakes that are not scared of men are dead. So they learned don't fool with man because these men will kill you. So I'm not worried about snakes. And, and I remember Christian who's sitting over there on the keyboard once. There was a lizard out in the garage and he came in and daddy's a lizard out there. Do you remember that lizard, Christian? And the lizard had a red head. Do you remember that red-headed lizard? You don't remember the red? But I remember it. And normally I will pick up lizards without an issue. I pick them up because I don't like to kill anything that I don't have to kill. And you don't have to kill lizards because lizards won't bother you. But this lizard, when I approached the lizard, his head flared out and it was red. I said, I've never seen a red head. This lizard, even though it's probably benign, even though this lizard probably won't sting, he's probably not poisoned, he looks really dangerous. I went and got a jar. Normally, I pick them up in my hand. I went and got a jar for that red-headed lizard and put that red-headed lizard in a jar and took the lizard outside and let him go. So even I was not comfortable with a red-headed lizard. Some people just scared of darkness. You go in a dark place and some folks, they just won't go in there because they're just scared of darkness. I've got a self-driving car and some folks, they're scared of the self-driving car. They just can't handle it. I've seen men and women. They just get tense. Man, I can't handle this. You got to cut that off. I can't handle this. I can't handle it. I'm scared. I can't handle it. And there's something about it. It just scares them to death. And they just can't handle it. So different people, they're just scared of different stuff. COVID had people just scared. Oh, man, I mean, having three or four masks on, just scared of just everything. If somebody coughed, folk looked at you like, I mean, it was just like COVID just had people just terrified. COVID never worried me, never concerned me. I wasn't scared about COVID a bit. But yet there are things that virtually everyone 
is scared of. Everybody has some fears in this world because the world has some stuff. I go a lot through the woods and I remember I was I was on a trek through the woods and I looked up and I saw a wolf. And I got to admit that had, and I wasn't packing. I didn't mean I didn't pack my clothes. I didn't have my gun. So when I saw that wolf, I said, whoa. Now I was with another group and we were trekking and the guy said, it looks like a wolf, but that's not a wolf. That's a wolf dog. So that made me a lot easier. Two things made me feel much better about it. Number one, the guy said it was a wolf dog, not a wolf. And number two, there were about 10 of us. So he would have to get through the nine to get to me. So I wouldn't. So that made me feel a lot better. Sometimes you are afraid when you are alone. The head out had been alone and the wolf dog looked like a wolf. And if I was by myself, I would have started looking around to see what I could pick up so I could deal with this wolf because I wasn't going to pray that wolf away. Now, there are some times when you need to get on your knees. You need to ask God to help you. You need to pray for the situation. I wouldn't have been thinking about praying. I'm going to look to see the biggest stick, the biggest rock, the biggest weapon I can find. If I wasn't packing, I need to make sure when this wolf came for me, he was going to say, that meal just wasn't worth it. <laughs> so, 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 that's, so there are things in the natural world that cause fear. I'm pretty brave about most stuff, but there's some stuff that just scares me. I don't like unsupported heights. I don't like climbing up on mountains. I just don't like it. There was a movie called, it's called Free Solo. And it's about these mountain climbers. And normally if you're climbing a mountain, you use opinions and you use guidelines and you drive a stake in. So if you fall, your rope will catch you. Well, Free Solo folk, they just climb these mountains with no ropes, with no stakes. They just use hand grips and climb. And if they mess up and fall, they die. And I'm watching this movie, I said, and they were talking about some of the experts, and about half the experts were dead because they fell. And I'm saying to myself, what kind of fool would do that? I'm just scared to do that. And I remember when I was in the Grand Canyon, and we had to walk around a mountain. I had to walk around this little ledge that was about 300 feet down, and I'm climbing up against the wall like that. To be honest, I was scared to death. And I'm saying, Lord... Does that put me in that category because I've got some fear of some things and there are just some things that I'm just scared of? Do you know now that how many horror movies are out? The increase in horror movies from about 20 years ago is about 250%. There are more horror movies now than ever. There's something about it folks just like to be scared. And they have some pretty good horror movies out. They just have you, ooh, ooh. It just have you scared. So just because you are in a horror movie and it scares you, does that make you the fearful? And you know, once you watch a horror movie and you go home and you hear some creak. <laughs> just because you are scared, does that make you one of the fearful, the first category that Revelation 21.8 talks about? Just because you are scared, does that make you the fearful? And this thing puzzled me because fear is a natural part of self-preservation. It's kind of built in us. Have you ever heard a lion roar? I mean, if you ever really heard a real lion's roar, 
That thing is so strong and it is so deep, it's primal. There's something about it that just goes straight to your gut when you hear it. And you know, this is not a fella you want to fool with because it brings out a few. It just vibrates everything. There are some things and there are some animals and some stuff in nature. They are designed to elicit fear. And the human is designed to respond in fear so that you can have the flight or fight response, meaning it pumps adrenaline, your heart go to beating, and you need to get out of there. And it energizes you to either run or fight, one of the two. But you basically scared. Does that make you one of the fearful and the ultimate fear? The ultimate fear is the fear of death because it's an unknown. Everybody has to go through this. Nobody knows for absolute certain what is on the other side. And it is one of the scariest things in the world to have to face death. So what does revelation mean by the fearful? And if you are fearful, scared of what? I just want you to stop for just three seconds and just think, what all are you scared of? I got a list of stuff I'm scared of. Just some stuff I'm just scared of. I went to the dentist. I'm not scared of the dentist, but sometimes, you know, when they get ready to numb your jaw and you see this big old needle, it's not that you're scared, but you know you're getting ready to go through some pain. And then if they have to do some drilling and I had to get a tooth extracted, they got to wiggle it and pull it out. It's not that you're scared, but the more sophisticated word is you are apprehensive. What are you scared of? Do you fit that category? Of the fearful. Second Timothy, the first chapter, verse seven and eight says this For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. God has not given us the spirit of fear, yet everybody just scared of something. So we're the fearful, but yet are we the fearful in Revelation 21? Because I don't know anyone who just not scared of something. I remember we used to have a fella here who came in and he was called the foot doctor and he did manicures. You know, a foot manicure is not the most pleasant thing in the world. He just, you just digging in your toes. And I was there. He said, you know, you'd be surprised. How many men can't handle a manicure? He said, you know, I did Mike Tyson's feet and he couldn't handle it. I'm saying, I mean, I said, you mean Iron Mike? He said, Iron Mike couldn't handle it. I said, he said, Iron Mike couldn't handle this thing. So even though as big and as strong and as vicious as Iron Mike Tyson was, the foot doctor said, he said, Iron Mike couldn't handle a manicure. So what is it? What? scares you. What are you scared of? Everybody's scared of something. So the fearful, who are the fearful? Because all of us got something we're scared of. First John chapter four, beginning at the 16th verse. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears 
is not made perfect in love. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. But all of us are scared of something. There was once a young couple and they were getting ready to get married. And each of them had this fear. And the young man, he went to his father. He said, Daddy, he said, I'm about to get married, but I'm just really scared. And I am scared because my feet stink. And he said, I'm scared if my bride, we get married and she find out how bad my feet smell, she's going to divorce me. I'm just scared because my feet stinking. His dad said, son, let me tell you what to do here. What you need to do is make sure you wash your feet every day. He said, I wash them every day, but they still stink. He said, well, what you need to do is wash them every day and you need to sleep with your socks on. Get you some good heavy wool socks. Put your socks on and therefore the stink from your feet will not come through your socks. Your bride will never know your feet are stinking. You just sleep with the socks on. He said, well, daddy, that sounds like a good idea. That's what I'm going to do. And then the bride, she was scared. And she went to her mother. She said, mama, I'm just scared that if I get married, my husband is going to find out how bad my breath smells in the morning. And the mama said, all you got to do just make sure you brush your teeth at night. She said, Mama, even when I brush my teeth at night, when I wake up in the morning, my breath is so bad. I'm just scared if my husband smells my bad breath in the morning, he's going to divorce me. So he said, well, daughter, let me tell you what to do. What you do is you tell your husband you're going to get up first thing in the morning and make him breakfast. Don't talk to him. Don't say a word. You just get up in the morning, go down and make his breakfast. While his breakfast is cooking, you go in there and brush your teeth. But make sure, don't say a word until you have brushed your teeth while the breakfast is cooking. You let your husband know that. You're not going to speak to him until you go and make his breakfast. And while the breakfast is cooking, you go brush your teeth. And the daughter said, that sounds like a good idea. That sounds like that's going to work. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. So they got married. And the husband washed his feet at night, put on his socks. Never had a problem. The wife got up every morning, kept her mouth shut, went down, made breakfast. While the breakfast was cooking, she went in there and brushed her teeth. Never had a problem. So about six months later, the husband couldn't sleep one night. He was just tossing and turning. Riley went to sleep, and he woke up in the middle of the night. When he woke up, he discovered one of his socks had fallen off. He said, oh, my goodness. So he was down under, just going all through the bed trying to find this missing sock. So while he was struggling... And, you know, scraping all on the bed trying to find the socket, it woke his wife up. So she woke up, saw the husband, and she said, what are you doing? And he said, oh, my goodness, you done swallowed my sock. (laughs) So all of us are scared of something. Mark chapter 4, beginning at verse 35, and this is one of those common verses. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. 
he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? So here were the disciples. Here were the 12. Here were Jesus' closest people. And here Jesus says to them, why are you so afraid? Are they the fearful? Because Jesus told them plainly, why are you all so scared? Are they the fearful, this first group of Revelation 21.8, the fearful who will bust hell wide open? Why are you so afraid, scared of what? And here we look at this, and I had to really dig to try to find out, you know, what exactly does this verse mean? Because it just can't mean the fearful. Because all of us are scared. Even the disciples, they were scared of the storm. So it's got to be deeper than that. Even Peter. You remember Peter when Jesus told him, you're going to deny me three times before the cock crows twice. And sure enough, when it came to Peter, do you know Jesus? Nope. So he denied him. He swore and he cursed that he didn't know Jesus because they were persecuting those who knew Jesus and he was scared. He was fearful. So the disciples, the closest of them, they experienced fear. Scared of what? Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. That was Yoda out of Star Wars. But the fear that really Revelation is talking about, it's not the natural fear. It's not the fear of bugs and snakes and spiders or heights or loud noises or storms. It's not that kind of fear. It's really talking about a different kind of fear. Matthew ten twenty eight, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. In that day, when you followed Christ, it was a dangerous thing. And it was a dangerous thing because that's why Jesus talked about you follow me, you're going to be persecuted. It was a dangerous thing because if you professed your following Christ, You could get killed. I mean, literally. So here, when he's talking about the fearful and the unbelieving, he's talking about those who were scared to profess their faith in Jesus. And that same fear still exists today. Now, in the U.S., we're not worried about persecution from a violent Perspective, But in some countries, that's absolutely going on now. In a certain country that I was there a few years ago, I think they killed 80 Christian pastors last year. And when we went to church, literally, when we went to church, they stopped the car. They had put a mirror under the car to look under the car for bombs. There were guards there with automatic rifles. There was something else going to church. And you had to have armed guards around your church because folk would come in and shoot up everybody and they started with the pastor. So if you want to be a pastor in certain countries, you cannot be fearful. Unbelieving is not even the question. 
Because if you're going to stand up and say, I'm a Christian pastor, you recognize right off the bat in certain parts of the world today, you will get killed. Back in that day, that's why they fed Christians to the lions. So when you professed Christ, you had to be willing to die. What are you scared of? Are you afraid today to really profess your belief in Christ? Now, you won't get killed, but sometimes it's a social issue. Sometimes young people, they're hanging out with their friends. They don't want to let them know they're a Christian because it's a social pressure that's looked down upon. They don't want to let them know. Sometimes on your job, you don't want folks to know you're a Christian. Sometimes you don't want to talk about Jesus because you are afraid of certain social consequences that may come with that. Not even to the point of losing your life. There was a story once of a gunman. He burst into a church and he said, I'm going to kill everybody in here who believes in Jesus. He said, I want all the folk who believe in Jesus to get on this side and I'm going to kill you dead. And so you had a few folks start going over to that. He said, go on, because I'm going to kill you. And there's a few folk who went over that side, but most of the folks stayed where they were. And finally, after all of the people who started moving, he said, all right. He said, I'm not going to kill anybody. I just wanted to see the folk who were really serious about their religion. And if somebody came in here today and made that same statement, I want everybody who truly believes in Jesus to get on this side. I'm going to kill everybody. How many folk would rush over there? And this is what they honestly had to deal with in that day. In Jesus' time, they killed Christians. So suppose you had to face that. Would you be in the fearful who was afraid to stand up and say, I believe in Jesus? That's why Jesus told look, don't be afraid of those who can kill the body, but be afraid of him who can kill both body and soul. Because the soldiers, the government, they could do nothing with your soul. They can only kill your body. But God can destroy both body and soul. He said, don't be afraid of those who can just kill the body. What are you scared of? And there's something about it. When you truly believe that Jesus is with you, when you truly believe that Jesus got you, when you truly believe that, it starts to take away fear. Now, I'm not saying for you to do anything foolish. But it starts to take away fear. I've had a few what I would call life and death situations. And my most recent, of course, when I was in Greece on the brother's trip, I had that cycle crash and I'm laying there in the street bleeding. It just didn't bother me at all. And God says, I had to send you there for a couple of reasons. He said, but number one, you needed to be able to face death without fear and to know you would do that. I said, Lord, you knew that. He said, yeah, but you didn't know it. Sometimes Looking death straight in the eye changes you. And I wasn't worried about it because I was going where God told me to go. And I'm laying in the street. I'm watching my blood run. I said, Lord, I'm where you told me to be, doing what you told me to do. If I die here and now, so be it. That's not going to bother me. Because I believe I got a much better place ahead of me. And see, death is the ultimate thing. It's not too much worse can happen to you in this life other than death. So if you can face the worst, And know that beyond that is a better place for you. Why are you so scared? All of the stuff in the world. If you're truly in Christ and those who followed Christ in that day knew that by following Christ, there was a strong probability they would be killed in the physical body. But yet 
They could follow Christ with joy and with love because they believed. And they were not a part of the fearful. And I believe when you really have Christ in your heart. Because see, fear is literally the exact opposite of faith. Faith is the belief that something positive and good in the will of God is going to happen. Fear is the belief that something bad and demonic and going destructive is going to happen. So they're opposite and they don't reside in the same place. But when you truly have Christ in your heart and love in your heart, there's something about it. Fear just goes. It just does. It's hard to explain, but you're no longer part of the domain of the fearful. So what are you scared of? What are you scared of? You all remember the time I was standing here and there was a wasp buzzing around. I opened my hand and the wasp lit and stood there. And folks were asking me, Pastor, how you, why you not scared? The worst the walls can do to me is sting me. That's the worst that can happen. There's a whole lot of things. And if I'm standing here preaching in God's will and God controls that wasp, I knew that. I knew that wasp was not here by accident. There is nothing in your life that is there by accident. Nothing. Jesus says, look, if not a sparrow can fall to earth without my father's permission, what about you? This is the smallest of birds. Jesus said, look, the smallest of birds can't die without my father's permission. How in the world do you think you can die without God's permission? So when I held my hand out for the wasp, I knew God was controlling this wasp. And if it was his will for the wasp to sting me, so what? And that's the way you have to look at life. I'm where I'm supposed to be doing what now. If you're not where you're supposed to be doing what you're supposed to do, that's a whole different ballgame. That's a whole different scenario. When you are what they call butt naked and sin, that's a whole different ballgame. So when you are where you are supposed to be doing what you are supposed to do, even if I die. And this is what the disciple says. Look, he said, look, I would rather go ahead and be with the Lord now. But for your sake, I'm going to stay. He said, I'd rather just go ahead and die right now and go ahead and be with the Lord. But for your sake, I am going to stay. So when you get really, really, really close to Christ and when you get the love of God and the understanding that my daddy controls it all. Now, I'm looking over here at my son. Now He didn't remember the red headed lizard. But daddy handled the red-headed lizard. But one thing my son does know is daddy going to do anything to harm you. No. Now he knows. Now daddy may do some things that are not comfortable for him. Some things he may not want to do. Some things that he doesn't understand. Daddy may do that. But in his soul and in his mind, he knows daddy is not going to do anything to harm him. He knows everything I'm going to do is for his good. And that's the way I feel about God. God may send me through some stuff that I just don't like. That's why Jesus said, Lord, if it's any other way, I'd rather not have this bitter cup. Is any way possible can you take this cup from me? Jesus asked that. But nevertheless, thy will be done. That's the way you have to be. And when you get into that frame of mind, fear leaves you, even with all of this stuff in the world. God controls everything. Like I said, don't do stuff foolish. But God controls everything. See, most of the stuff we are worried about is stuff that's outside of our control. You read about somebody coming in a church, shooting them up. Well, if you're going to be shot up, I'd rather be shot up in a church than a nightclub. 
So this is the way you have to look at it. And I believe right now we've got angels that surround us. And even if somebody did come up here and shoot us all up, we'd just be going straight to heaven. So that's the worst that can happen. And when you understand this and when you truly embrace the love of God, love and fear does not exist in the same place. There's something about all your earthly fears will start to disappear and will start to dissipate. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to go over there and grab this big old hairy spider. That doesn't mean that. But it does mean you won't carry the fear that consumes you because fear and faith don't live together. And once you get faith, and I've got faith that God got me. Nothing can happen to me without God's will. If he can protect the bird, he sure can protect me. And that's the faith that I have. And it's not that life is going to be so smooth and so painless that I'm not going to have trials and tribulations because you need that to grow. And you need that. God will send you through some tests just like he sent his son. He will send you through some stuff so that you can grow and you can develop. But there's no reason for you to fear. The fearful, the fearful, the fearful. So we need to change that for those of us who got these fears. And we need to move from the fearful to the faithful. From the fearful to the faithful. From the fearful to the faithful. What is your biggest fear? You know what the number one fear in America statistically is the fear of public speaking. Folks scared of public speaking more than any other thing. Death is number two. The fear of public speaking is number one. So actually, people are more afraid of having to get up and say something at the funeral than they are being in the casket. So we've got to get some of this fear stuff under control and move from the fearful to the faithful. And I believe once you truly know And once you truly believe that God controls everything, your fear will leave. But you do need to make sure you're where God told you to be, doing what God told you to do. And that's why the Christians of that day could walk out into the arena and walk out into the lions and have no fear. All of that loud, roaring lions coming at them because they understood who controlled it all. And they understood this life is fleeting. And as long as I am with Jesus, I have it all. Don't fear him who can kill the body, but fear him who can kill body and soul. Leave the fearful, become the faithful. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this message or send it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. Amen, 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 amen. I'm going to ask Pastor James to close us out for today. Amen, amen. We thank Pastor for that message on what do you fear. Amen. We're with heads bowed right now. We mostly have the faithful here because of the weather, so I'm just going to do an altar appeal for anybody from, I just heard this message and you in your life are dealing with some fears that you know are irrational, that may have been caused by trauma or even you might not even know why you have it, but you know that it's irrational, that it's beyond the normal level of fear And you just want prayer. You've done everything that you know how to deal with it. But 
when you're faced with these situations, you know that it's an irrational fear that comes over you. We'll just pray for the removal of that fear today. So if there's anybody that resonates in your spirit, you can come at this time. And I just want to say that fear has a strong demonic origin. Pastor James and I, we were in Machu Picchu, Peru. And we were traveling up some mountains that had some high steps. And I'm not a scary person of supported heights. I've flown a plane by myself way up in the sky. I've jumped out of a plane at 18,000 feet. But a spirit came over me while I was in Machu Picchu. And I became terrified of just a short height walking up some steps. And I knew it was a spirit. Because there's no way in the world I'm supposed to be this scared of this little bitty mountain. And it's got steps. And I was trembling in fear. So I experienced almost a presence. Now, Machu Picchu is one of the seven wonders of the world. And it's these old temples. And they weren't worshiping the God Jehovah in them temples. So it may have been some spirits left over. But it had me terrified. So some of you are experiencing natural fear, but some of you have some demonic influence with fear and you can't control it. You can't logically get it out. It has to be cast out. And there's a difference between natural, psychologically based fear and demonic. So I've experienced some demonic stuff that I couldn't handle by myself. And you can't handle it going to a doctor You can't handle it with taking some medicine because it's not of this earth. And you got to deal with some supernatural stuff to get rid of that supernatural stuff. So some of you have some fears that are ingrained. You don't know where they came from and you can't get rid of them. And for those, you really need a... I'm hearing God speak now. We're not going to handle it in this earth. You need to come to God heal. So for those of you in that type of fear is manifesting in your life that you know this thing is beyond normal psychology. You need to have hands laid on for that spirit of fear to be cast out of your world. Amen. And Pastor, he's actually, he's more courageous than I am with dealing with a lot of things because First Lady Simone, she called me over to their house while he was out of town to deal with a lizard in like manner. I just wouldn't pick it up and deal with him. I came up with some big old thick gloves on, leather gloves, and <laughs> a towel to throw over it. I got it out, but I didn't handle it with my bare hands like pastors. <laughs> so I'm going to ask Pastor if he would pray over these with fear because he carries a stronger anointing of courage. <laughs> He's a little more adventurous, so you need an anointing. Somebody that's got it. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus right now, Father, to walk with you is to literally walk with an army. For you surround us top, bottom, left, right, and you surround us with your hedge of just warriors. 
And when you are with us, nothing can harm us, dear Father. And Father, right now we just pray. We pray right now for just the spirit of courage and the banishment of the spirit of fear. For fear is not of God. We were not meant to be creatures of fear. We were meant to be creatures of control. You gave us dominion over all things of the earth. And there are no things on the earth that are supposed to make us tremble and fear because you gave us dominion, not the spirit of fear. And right now we cast out in thy son Jesus' name all demonic, all psychological, all traumas, all of the things that are irrational that make us afraid. In the name of Jesus, we impart the spirit of boldness and the spirit of courage. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. name of Jesus, dear Father, we just pray right now for boldness, for the courage of a lion, dear Father, for mastery, that there's nothing in and under this earth that shall master and make us afraid. In thy son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You all can stand to your feet. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word today, O Lord, that you've sent on fear, O Father. We thank you that you've not given us the spirit of fear, O Lord, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind, O Father. So we pray, O Father, that our mind be stayed on you, be stayed on things of the spirit, O Lord, that fear won't be able to grip us, O Lord, that we'll not focus on the news, not focus on social media and the fears that are put out to draw attention, O Lord, but we'll focus on your word, focus on your nature, O Lord. That will imbue us with courage, with love, and with faith, O Father. So we thank you for this word, O Lord, just for shaking the fear from us, O Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was the message titled, Scared of What? by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5987, that's 5987, to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5987 to a friend. Go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.